the Globe and Mail trip continues. Our stay in Venice passed quickly enough and we were excited to join the rest of the group on board the Emerald Azzurra that was docked in the Giudecca Canal at San Basilio port for smaller ships. The folks on board called the Azzurra a luxury yacht. In fact, for us, it was just a small cruise ship. The passengers numbered 87. We arrived and got to our cabin, which was well-organized, not very big, but with a sense of space and high ceilings. There was a sail-away reception, and it was special for Canada Day, July 1st, complete with flags and champagne. And we met up with our friends from the previous Globe cruise, Tara and her son Ben, the Kirschmans, and Fran and Dietmar Nemitz. Dinner was excellent with perfectly done lamb, carpaccio to start, and wines, of course. We went to bed early and I got up to swim in the extremely pretty pool, but discovered that it was for very, very short people. I really couldn't do lengths and I'm very adept at small pools, but this was so shallow I bumped my stomach on the bottom. Hmm. But it was pretty with great views. We booked the Globe and Mail cruises because we liked the morning and evening forums with the publisher and journalists. The paper is in the lounge in a very large, brilliant format, so if you can peruse it before the start of the meeting at 7.30, you get an idea of the discussion topics. That's 7.30 a.m. There is a second form in the late afternoon as well. I love sitting up front and absorbing the discussions, occasionally offering my own questions. Reminds me of school. After the morning session, we visit the breakfast buffet and then head off to our chosen excursion and with us, that usually involves food or wine. We were still in Italy and visited the fabulous Castello di Spesa, dating back to the Roman ages where once Casanova visited, as well as Mozart's librettist, Lorenzo da Ponte. There was a charming location outdoors for cooking demonstrations. The area is in the Friuli wine region, and naturally we tasted some wonderful offerings, including a nice Prosecco to start. The chef, Giuliano, made a tomato carpaccio with sheep ricotta, olive oil and herbs, and apples in raspberry juice. There was also an unusual zucchini flour filled with carbonara-flavored cream, bacon, and crispy onions. Everything was simply delicious. Back to the ship for riveting discussion with Robert Fife about Chinese intervention in Canadian elections. If you look him up on the link I provided, you will see, and that's for those of you who are not just listening, but who are looking at my blog. If you look him up on the link I provided, you'll see that Maclean's magazine called him one of the 50 most powerful people in Canada. We then went for a swim, Wade, and I got into a conversation with one of the guests who opined how impressed he was with the publisher of the Globe, Philip Crawley, as he was 79 and still had amazing faculties, expressing himself brilliantly. Charles was sitting very quietly by the side of the pool and was waiting for my response. I didn't disappoint him when I said that I too was 79 and my memory, language and other attributes were still pretty good for an old lady. Then I broke into gales of laughter, as did he. Near the end of the trip, we hugged. The next day, I had chosen a trip to Pag Island with a visit and tasting at the Grigora Cheese Factory. The town of Pag was in North Dalmatia and famous for its hard cheese. We also visited a lace-making little museum there. We all donned pristine overcoats and hairnets to tour the factory. 
We did not look beautiful, not even close, but we did not affect the sterile environment either. We ate a very light but tasty lunch of cheese and some wine. It was good that it was light as we had a chef's dinner that evening on the ship. The menu was unique to say the least. Stingray salad, grain porridge soured milk, nettled cultured butter and herbs. This one didn't read well, but tasted delicious. Scorpion fish with young potatoes and heirloom tomatoes and milk braised lamb with sea fennel and water parsnip oil. You get the idea. Actually, it seems strange on the printed menu, but was actually tasty. Croatian wines accompanied. I'm flipping through the pictures. That day, we also heard Mark McKinnon, the extraordinary correspondent, who I notice now is reporting from the West Bank in Israel. Nerves of steel, I figure, but what a good presenter. It was not only perceptive, but touching. I love those talks. Why we choose these particular ships and tour. We look forward to our Falcon Center visit the next day. Years before on a cycling trip, we went to a Falcon Center where the birds were on display performing with their trainers. This was definitely different in Sibinik. We were met on arrival by a fascinating man carrying a bird of prey on his gloved hand. He was very welcoming, quite bossy, and delighted us with his sense of humor. He was also mesmerizing, and the presentation of his birds included some of us. The owl was particularly interesting. The eyes do not move, only the head. And we learned that you cannot pet these birds as the oil on their feathers would be removed. These birds have fantastic hearing and find their prey with their ears. It was fun to hold his birds and even to lean in for a semi-cuddle. His 45-minute lecture was informative, fun, and unique. Love those birds. At the morning talk, we discussed our prime minister and why he just doesn't quit and let someone else lead the Liberal Party. Many of us are not happy with the opposition leader, Pierre Polyev. One conclusion is that Trudeau surrounds himself with yes-men and really doesn't have a clue about his popularity with the voters. It was a lively discussion and I enjoyed taking part in it. That day, we chose to go to a cooking demonstration in Havar. The place was rustic and charming with a wood-burning oven. We sampled appetizers, wine, and then the main course of lamb cooked in that oven with potatoes and vegetables from the field. A nice, light lunch. Nod. Lots of wine, too, and as the meal took a very long time to cook, we may have drunk more than intended. It was all very good and great conversation with others at our table on a large porch outdoors. I, of course, had no appetite for dinner, but managed to stay up and play trivia with some of the guests. I suffered for that meal. I had a menu's attack with massive vertigo and was up much of the night. So I will repeat what I wrote about this annoying disease from my previous blog. This is the repetition. Now, you may not have heard about Menier, so I will tell you about my summer experience with my crazy disease, which includes bouts of extreme dizziness. I've had it for 15 years, but this August it loomed big and massive with bouts of vertigo. I visualized lots of cancelled events and trips and much time in bed. I did spend some time in bed and, of course, cancelled many activities. Because I like to try to always make things positive, I searched on Google for more up-to-date info, as I really hadn't checked it out for many years. I found a doctor here in Toronto who specializes in ear imbalance. I'm under his care now and already taking a new medicine. 
new for me, that is. And we'll try other alternatives. I'm telling you this because you may be experiencing some maladies or just aches and pains and a reduction of activities. Never give up. Keep searching for options. This getting older is not for the faint of heart. Latest note, my new medicine is working. I am learning to manage possible attacks. Fingers crossed. At any rate, although I miss the morning talk with Eric regularly, I made it to a walking tour of Split. The old town was totally charming. Afternoon was spent at the pool area and no alcohol. It is so easy to get used to drinking on this ship as it is available and included in the price of the voyage. As I'm not a big drinker, it can hit me if I overdo. At any rate, we went to a marvelous dinner at a restaurant in the town called Bacaria or Bacaria. We were invited to sit with Tara O'Brady and her son, Ben. Tara had worked with the kitchen to provide us with a fantastic menu that included carpaccio swordfish and other goodies. I've lost the menu and the one online is in Croatian. It was all good. But the funniest was the lineup next door at the ice cream parlor. A great long winding thing. Must be super delicious. The next day, I canceled our cooking class in Korkula for obvious reasons. Well, obvious to me. I was full and needed a food break. We were also soon to depart the ship, and a little packing was in order. We dinner with our friends, the Kirschmans, whose son-in-law was celebrating his birthday. It was a jolly final evening. More skipping through pictures. Now, there was an optional two-day trip to Dubrovnik for passengers if they chose this. We'd previously been to that charming city and had planned to fly out to Paris, stay overnight at the airport, and head home to Canada. We had the day to fill, so I booked a private tour guide from Tours by Locals, which we like to use. We can always learn something, and this tour exceeded our expectations. We had to find a place to stash our luggage, and I found a company called Radical Storage, which seemed to be near the ship, so we decided to walk it, dragging our bags behind us. Charles loves using his GPS when walking. I often like to get directions from a local. We found the place, which was indeed across the street from the terminal. After walking the long way around, Google disappointed us, but our tour guide Romana and her brother were waiting for us nearby. It cost 13 euros for storage, nothing. Our day was spent high up in the hills with spectacular views, along with some major walking in the town, and I had booked a fish restaurant, Fish Restaurant Proto, for a late lunch, which was fantastic. We sampled Croatian oysters from the Adriatic. I had Scampi and Charles the Grilled Octopus. We booked Romana's brother to pick us up after lunch, stop and get our luggage, and take us to the airport. The flight was on a local airline and the plane quite small. Check-in was an adventure, but we made it to Paris and then had another adventure in our taxi trying to find the Pullman Hotel. After our long day, met a check-in person who had quite an attitude and insisted we had booked two rooms. Fortunately, I had the email from my reservation. We settled in our quirky small room and the next day after an excellent breakfast buffet, that's a mouthful, headed back to Canada with many memories and pictures. We are blessed. Oscar enjoyed his stay at Aisha's home, but he cuddled us and I think he missed us as much as we did him. Until the next time, Ricky.